He was raised. He stopped talking. <laughs> what is it with you guys interrupting me all, <laughs> all day today? <laughs> How's it going, eh? It's going pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, sick again, so maybe it's not so ah, good. That's not as fun. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. That's uh, I'm not sure. Uh, it's spring, so maybe it's allergies. I, mm-hmm. I don't know that. I don't know how to tell. Yeah, sometimes they act like a like a flu mm-hmm. or a or a cold. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I never really had allergies, allergies most of my life, but uh, the last two or three or four years, I started getting them as the um, right. as the age crept up and the the mesquite pollen and palaverde pollen became just tremendous down there in, mm-hmm. in Phoenix. So yeah, I would get I would develop some allergic reactions to, to right. the pollen. Yeah, I've always had them worse than you. Inherited that from mm-hmm. mom, who had them worse than me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hers are pretty the bad. Fever. Yeah, was strong with her. Yeah, very. So, but uh, but yeah, mine mine have historically been pretty bad. So I, it's always been difficult for me to tell if it's a flu slash cold, mm-hmm. or I, and I guess the only, <laughs> a lot of times the only difference is the duration or the onset. I don't know. Still viral, but the the allergies. I don't know. It, it seems like it's the same symptoms. Yeah, a runny nose, sore throat, mm-hmm. some fevers. Yeah. All that and stuff. And pollen is uh, almost as small as a virus. <laughs> yes, indeed. It, it's insidious. Not really, but... <laughs> <laughs> but the rain washes some of that away, so we've been getting good rain last night and today. It's been continuing uh, here, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I was a little worried at first because it was just clouds going over, and then it was... I was I was promised rain, damn it! Nine <laughs> days of it! <laughs> We're supposed to get uh, some heavy stuff on Sunday, mm-hmm. so this is... We're recording this on Friday, right? And uh, Sunday you're supposed to get some heavy stuff. They said uh, surf advisory on the coast and sure. uh, flood watch in the uh, Willamette Valley, hmm. all the way down to here. So yeah, yeah. So we shall see what happens in a couple of days here. Right. It, it always changes a bit. The forecast is now Saturday, Sunday, Monday rain. Tuesday partly cloudy. Wednesday rain. Thursday, Friday partly cloudy. Saturday, Sunday rain. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess if there's any chance they'll put rain on there. I don't know, because yeah. it's it's been pretty low and showing you know showing rain on the weather app, but a forty percent chance of rain is not all that high. No, so that um, seems like they're hedging their bets there. Yeah, about 40%. sixty. I'm good. That yeah. that means there'll be some significant. Maybe you get a few spitting drops here or there mm-hmm. with the lower amounts, but I'm ready. It's spring. It's time. It is it literally is. one year uh, since we came up to visit uh, the first time. Mm-hmm. To check it all out. Not in Portland for the first time, but the the, the real sojourn, a real trip yeah, to Portland, not just mission. day trip out mm-hmm. to Powell's or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, that's, it's, a, it's about the same sort of environment. It rained every day uh, the mm-hmm. week that we were here. So That sealed the deal. Yeah, it did. I was recall. like, this is the town for me. Uh, so despite allergies again, it's like, it's, uh, you know, I have them worse in California, so there's no, there's no refuge, I guess, mm-hmm. unless I want to live in the Sahara, maybe. And even then mm-hmm. it'd be the dust, right? I probably still yeah. get, yeah, I'd probably be. get to dust allergy. Uh, <laughs> Antarctica. That's about All right. it. Yep. All right. <laughs> I can't even go to Greenland because the permafrost is melting and I, 
<laughs> I would. <laughs> who knows what's emerging from that that uh, ice box? Yeah, we saw the thing. <laughs> exactly. That movie creeped me out. <laughs> you creeped everybody out. I know. <laughs> and we're talking about John Carpenter's The Thing. That yes, I correct. Saw, the, um, the remake. I, I saw the one from the fifties. It was at the doctor's office of all places. They really? were showing. Yeah, they were showing like classic movie channel or something like that. And that one came on. I saw about the first. Uh, oh, I don't know, half hour before, uh-huh. I, before finally getting called in. Oh, wow. But uh, yeah, it was like it was. Eh. <laughs> I mean, that's not the best environment to experience it in. I would say. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, at least it wasn't the John Carpenter one. I think that would be most odd sure. in the doctor's office. It would, yes. <laughs> if you're going to show a you should have uh, Mystery Science Theater did up. Uh, that's true. Yeah, I didn't think about that. It's like some kind of thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, man, I had it a second ago. I was going to cue something. Oh. Let's see. Cue the thing. The thing was on. Ah, I lost it. Oh, well. Speaking of losing it, it's just called Two Brothers. Is the <laughs> it's the new podcast. Good. Uh, I'm Marcus. I'm James. Yes, welcome to the show. Such as it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing that uh, self-deprecation is out. It's and, out. Uh, it's no good anymore. And uh, it's, too, it's been done before. Yeah, and appreciating the things that you do is in. Oh, well, that's nice. It's very millennial, so let's respect our... I heard it's the E generation now. <laughs> e stands for entitlement. That's the the millennials. Uh, sure. Um, hmm. Millennial has become like a, a super placeholder for about a forty year <laughs> right. period. Anything from yeah. both generations, infants. both next generations. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're rapidly so. approaching the point where the next generation after the generation after millennials is supposed to start being born. So mm-hmm, Generation mm-hmm. Z is uh, going to start having its kids, and then and then what are going to be uh, post post millennials? Generation one, or are they going to go Generation A again? But you've got to go to Dr. Seuss's On Beyond Zebra to get, <laughs> to get those letters. Um, up with a whole new naming structure. Yeah, but uh, but sure. Hey, that, that, I don't know any generation more entitled than the Boomers, personally. So well, I hear that. If if uh, work is any indication, speaking <laughs> of Boomers, uh, yes. oh, speaking wait, no, of trashing Boomers, <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say? I was going to go on to uh, the fact that during music time, we've been getting, and in no small part due to my searching specifically for them, more Disney stuff with Phil Harris characters. Oh, yeah. So I, I looked up uh, Bare Necessities. Actually, mm-hmm. before that, I did um, Robin Hood and Little John. Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest, laughing back and forth at what the other has to say. Reminiscing this and that and having such a good time. Oodle lolly, oodle lolly, golly, what a day. That's a clip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is well, Roger Miller see. singing. Certainly, that's true. Does he have songs in that or is he just the voice? He, he does the intro. Oh, yeah, Prince John, yeah, the phony right. king of England. He does that. That's one. right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see. think that's the only one. Some wonderful songs in that, in Robin Hood, the animated version. Roger Miller really is yeah. on point. It doesn't really hold up as much as when I was a kid, uh-huh. uh, when I watch it. Be- um, probably because the, um, you know, I've seen the, I was just talking with Megan about this. I've seen the, the YouTube video of them having recycled a ton of footage for, uh, sure. to make Robin Hood. Uh-huh. You know, they kind of phoned that one in, in a lot of ways. <laughs> right. From Snow White all the way up to Little John and and Baloo from the Jungle Book are the same character, and even both voiced by Phil Harris. Mm-hmm. 
So, eh, what are you gonna do? <laughs> well, it's I, for kids. They wouldn't notice. <laughs> I, I like. Um, I don't know. I, I thought the. I, I think the songs hold up outside of the film too. They're not not necessarily, even though they're. I mean, lyrically, they're specific to the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they, they. Um, I don't know. I kind of want to learn how to play "Not a Nottingham," just so I can, mm-hmm. just so I know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like any other sort of standard tune that you might have in your repertoire. Yeah, you got "Smoke on the Water," <laughs> "Cat Scratch Fever," uh-huh. and "Not a Nottingham." Let it, let it be, and oh, yeah, let it be, yeah, <laughs> and not a not again. Yeah, <laughs> every town has its ups and downs. That's good. Sometimes ups outnumber the downs. Not a Nottingham, and then a nice little bridge there, and yeah, really good. Yeah, he was way back on the backside of that beat. Uh, yeah, he is. Yeah, positively languid. Mm-hmm. That's nice. That's a that's a musician right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Somebody who knows how to work a song. Indeed. Uh, but enough about Roger Miller. <laughs> uh, I was just, I was just noticing because but from Little John to uh, Baloo, we've been hearing Bare Necessities a lot, and then something for the. Uh, uh, scales and arpeggios from the Aristocats came up, and then I, I looked up Thomas O'Malley, O'Malley, oh, yeah. O'Malley Cat, right, and realized that was also Phil Harris. It is also Phil Harris, yeah. <laughs> so he's uh, quite the stable performer. Do they call? It, let's see, a stable of players. What do they call them? Um, they they had their to, um, like the studios had their people. Yeah, um, I think they called it a stable. Uh, maybe. I mean, that's a, that is sure. I think players. that's it. Valid as as valid a label as any. <laughs> so yeah, he was just right mm-hmm. in there. And but then I, well, as I was looking him up, uh, he was born in 1904. Yeah, that's amazing. So he was already 63 when he did Baloo. <laughs> right. Then they brought him back in 1990 mm-hmm. to do Baloo for the show uh, Tailspin. Correct. When, for the Disney Channel. Yes. But then um, they they determined by that point his voice was too different yeah. from the original Baloo. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess they had him re- record five or six episodes, and then, mm-hmm. but then they re-recorded it with yeah. uh, the new guy. Yeah. And then he ended up dying a year later. Right. So they would have had to replace him. Yeah. So, he, but he was in his what mid to late eighties, nineteen oh four to nineteen ninety one. Yeah. That's a uh, uh, you know that's a long life in show business. That's a good run. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, the hipster as as uh, <laughs> as hip the hipster as ever has been born. <laughs> that's crazy. It came of it came of age, I guess, in the jazz age, from the teens to twenties, right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you saw the whole thing rise. So would have would have been. I don't really know much about his early showbiz career. So um, no, he, but he was a jazz show. singer early on. So early on, uh, he was. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so there mm-hmm. you go. Oh, uh, not in blackface, though. I I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen anything like that. <laughs> but I don't know what specifically he did. You know, right. if he was. It was a different time. <laughs> yeah, got that right. <laughs> he was an original Hepcat. Yeah, cool. I have a speaking of music. Got a music chair. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, I don't. There's another one. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce. Gabriel Kahane. I'm going to guess. Could be. Um, it could be uh, Kahani. Maybe. But, uh, probably that sounds, not. That seems to stretch it. Um, mm-hmm. Just randomly came up on my discover must have been release radar it's too it's too dialed into the things i like to be in my discover my Mm -hmm. discover has been a trash heap the last several weeks but yeah really really good along the lines of ethan gruska who i shared a couple years ago i think Hmm. wait we couldn't have been could have been two years a year and something 
yeah. <laughs> ago. And singer-songwriter, but also performer. Apparently he does a lot of um, stage stuff, a theater-type oh. mm-hmm. stuff. And this album uh, was recorded after he was taken aback by the events of the 2016 election, and he spent uh, some time traveling around the country uh, just interviewing people, talking to them, and getting their stories oh. with an eye toward, you know, somehow working for the reconciliation of, you know, seemingly two polarized sides of the mm-hmm. country. So, what, What's the album called? Something about Traveler? The... It's called Book of Travelers. Ah, yes. And it's uh, 2018, but that's still, you know, still pretty recent. Um, mm-hmm. Most of it is really good. It seems longer. It's, the songs seem longer than they actually are. Um, yeah, they are. Uh, they're, they're, he's another one who plays with uh, dissonance in a really compelling way to me. It is, yeah. I, sometimes I get your music share early enough to actually listen to it before the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes it surprises me, but um, right. but yeah, I listened to it last night, mm-hmm. and it is. It's really intriguing. It really draws you in, mm-hmm. and uh, and then lyrically, right. wow. Yeah, I thought it was going to. I thought it was going to be at like I first heard it just randomly in the list, and I wasn't expecting it. And mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a jazz piece, but it, <laughs> it and not quite. It's not quite a jazz thing. It's no, other. It's a big mishmash of things. Mm-hmm. But he does play with atonality or dissonance in the, in a in a jazz sort of feel. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not. I, I it's guess. not just dissonance f- for that sake. Not, not for. Not noise for noise sake or no. atonality for no. It's not atonality. Sake. Right. It's mixed no. in with the other thing to yeah. give it a, a different twist or push it in a new direction. It's really, really quite complicatedly mm-hmm. emotional. Yes, I it. agree. Because it'll it'll turn your ear on its side. That's right. To hear it, and then you start to get into it as he keeps doing it. You know, mm-hmm. the, the repetition of it will mix in with the other things but yeah the music draws you in Mm -hmm. along with the lyrics sure i think he story songs almost all of them uh, as i recall he did it really uh brilliantly Mm -hmm. it's certainly not one thing that i would pick to listen to (laughs) but i was uh especially i mean that last that last bit (laughs) really moved me yeah Yeah. is that his story or is that a story that he collected it's a story he collected yeah Mm -hmm. um so he, he tells a lot of first person things you know, as if he were the person he yeah. sort of got the story of. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, as, as I understand it, they're actual people's stories that he had sort mm-hmm. of adapted. So let's uh, not yak about it anymore. Here it is. I got the news on the satellite phone Jason, come home, Jason, dear. I heard it on the forest floor. Six years of backcountry trails to the lake. Machete and snake, machete I learned. To cradle in the old state park. Roosevelt, 33, he had a plan for every young man. Give him an axe and a seed. For his health, send money back to family, back to Baltimore, the tall boy convenience store, the old. 
the indifferent, the unsworn, and I know what that is, and I know what that is, and I don't need it anymore, but I have to go home. Luke was the son of some well-to-do folk. My family was broke, but we became friends. The parking lot that chewed up field. I started in the park just as he was going in. A hard eight to ten for selling to kids. My mama worked the county jail. Roosevelt's tree army under the sun. The work would be done while America bled by the green. They stared at the side in each fist Why am I telling you this? Is it that I'm nervous to be going back Back to Baltimore The tall boy convenience store The indifferent, the endless war And I know what that is And I know what that is And I don't need it anymore but I have to go home Luke, I guess, got himself into a fight Took him to the infirmary later that night Nothing serious, sir, but next morning he died Then the satellite phone with the crew which met Had it in cry Taking the train to take time for my thoughts Pregnant with loss, preparing for all The things that maybe make you feel I pay my respects and then I'll take a walk The neighborhood block and then I will leave There you go. That's yeah, a thing. It's uh, boldly dark <laughs> and mysterious. <laughs> right. Uh, there's another one that's a little lighter that I was thinking about sharing, but it doesn't highlight the the dissonance as well. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Very interesting. the The album is uh, is something I might want to mm -hmm. check out just to just to get a, the different takes on the, and the different stories for sure. And they the, the songs I think um, are accessible in that you know they're not eight twelve minutes long epics. Mm -hmm. You can get a sense of it, and then you can get into it, and then it stops, and there's something new. Mm -hmm. So for for the uh, I don't want to say the casual listener, but for the for a person who is new to um, atonality in no, I don't think that's yeah, the right word atonality. for it. No, because that's it's, off. There's a tonality, but there's dissonance. It in is there. dissonance. I just didn't want to keep um, saying it. No, it's just like a surprising dissonance. It's not random. Yeah. I think it's deliberate. Right, it's not the the typical harmonic structure. Right, you know, there's some things like like you said, it turns your ear sideways to great effect. So, right then, well, it it actually made me pause. You know, I was I was doing some stuff. I was actually feeding the dogs. Now that I think about it, huh. and uh, I I stopped about halfway through the song, and I just had to listen to it, mm -hmm. for, you know, with focus. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> and then when the song was over, I was like, whoa, and, <laughs> but then. There was a, a dog sitting next to me, staring at my at, at me. I was like, "Oh, oh, right." 
<laughs> Let's finish this up. Sure. <laughs> but he was he was surprisingly patient. Maybe he sensed my uh, my intense listening. <laughs> I don't know. Like oh, must respect. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have a very different music share. I do. It is true. Sometimes we uh, throw in some uh, some song from Bollywood for the uh, toddler's music time, mm-hmm. and this one's come up, and she's actually asking for it now. You know, a lot of times she'll ask for. Well, it was um, "Let It Go" from mm-hmm. Frozen for for months. Yeah, you know that would be the first one she wanted to hear. You know, so so she moves on to different ones. But uh, the last two or three days, she's asked for this one. Uh, Najali, Najali, <laughs> she says. Uh, it's called Radha Kase Najali from a 2001 Bollywood film called Lagan. It's uh, it's pretty good. Yeah.
अलग बोली अलग भाषा है बात नैनों से हो कहना की यही आशा है कान्हा का प्यार किसी गोपी के मन में जो पले किस लिए राधा जले राधा जले राधा जले राधा कैसे न जले किस लिए राधा जले राधा कैसे न जले किस लिए राधा जले किसलिए राधा जले किसलिए राधा जले There you go. <laughs> it's got a catchy couple of bits in there. Yeah, and it builds slowly too. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Yeah, and the the um, the singer uh, I can't remember who the the woman is. Mm. Uh, the 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 actors are not the singers, right? So they overdub. Oh, I see. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Isn't uh, it? I, I think that's actually aren't they pretty usually common. the singers, or is that a common? No, I, I think that's pretty oh, okay. uh, pretty commonly done where they they have mm. somebody record it, uh, mm-hmm. a la. Uh, what singing in the rain? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I, um, that makes sense because their their voices tend to change. Um, if you just sort of watch a scene and then you listen to the song that they sing, that their voice will mm-hmm. be different. So the woman who did the who sang the part is quite the virtuoso. I mm-hmm. must say, I'm, I'm very impressed with her. Yeah, very good. Wild, eclectic stuff. Dude. <laughs> Uh, Well, I'm going to go eat some tater tots before I go to bed. And on that note, (laughs) if you are a fan of potatoes or or potatoes, that's for the Lord of the Rings fans out there. Please cue boil and mash them, stick them in a stew. (laughs) I I would very much appreciate that. Potatoes. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Boil them, mash them, boil them, boil them, boil them, mash them, boil them, boil them, boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Then you can send us an email at bros at it's just called two brothers. If you're on the Twitter, you you can tweet at us at ijc2b. Tweety J Twatterson. And you blog every day at marcusharwell.com. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> Just about it. Yeah. Hey. Oh, that was a good picture of a um, some sort of cat fox uh, thing a day or two ago. Was that a? Was that on the? You're talking about it on the blog. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what yeah, it is. I like that one. I'm not really sure. I just drew it. <laughs>